Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm... It's not too late to slime Mitchell Trubisky. Welcome to a very Jewish edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Doug Peterson truther, Daniel Hardigan. They did my man dirty, y'all, like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. R.I.P. Well, moving on, uh, Danny, you actually have to play a game this week. Danny Solomon, Chiefs fan, in the house. Talk to us. Uh, I'm I'm excited about the game. Obviously, I got my DiSerono, my good luck drink mm. for the playoffs, if everybody from last season remembers. And I am also looking forward to an offseason where we pick up your trash, Doug Peterson, and make him our new offensive coordinator. Mm, have fun with that. Okay, also, we got Washington football team victim, Jamel Johnson, in the house. Valiant effort, Jamel. Any parting words for the, the team season? Uh, I have nothing to say to anyone involved with the Washington football organization. You guys can all eat my shorts. Fair enough. Uh, Lastly, joining the show today, very funny comedian whose comic strip, Any Last Words, is currently breaking the internet. We got Brown's mega fan, Marty Litwak, in the house. What's up, Marty? Hey, what's up, everybody? Love, I love the Browns. (laughs) Dude, so you're okay. I want to get a couple things from you before we start the show. Can you describe the pulse of Browns Nation after oh, uh, the first crazy. Win? Dude, you should have seen. I had a WhatsApp thread going with two two out of my four brothers, and uh, it was it was just a message after message that was like, "I can't breathe. I can't understand what's happening. What the fuck is happening?" Because it was like, dude, I was taking a poop. I don't know if you asked for all this, but. I was taking a poop right before the game started. Maybe it was nerves, you know? And I was like, I I left the door open because I live in a studio apartment. It's like, who cares, you know? (laughs) And uh, so I could hear the game and I could hear them starting to get ready to start. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm almost done making my poop and uh, then I'll be able to catch the game. What will I possibly miss on the first couple plays? (laughs) And then I'm hearing it and I'm like, the snap. And I'm like, they scored a touchdown. And then I'm like rushing out of the, the toilet, you know, before I'd finished. Just prairie yeah, dogging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, I wanted to see white. the replay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a studio apartment, man. Yeah. You can do those sorts of things. Yeah, you know, everyone's been there where you're like, I'll go I'll Browns write, indeed. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because of the poop. Um, so I'm happy that we have Browns Nation. And Danny with his cheat. So, Danny, uh, this Browns freak show is rolling into Kansas City this weekend. Th- these people are out of their fucking minds. They 
are treating a playoff win like, you know, is God's gift to football itself. And now you have to deal with these people, Danny. I know you guys are just a very kind of buttoned up group at this point. You've been there, you've seen it, you've won the championship. And now you have this fucking momentum train of weirdness just coming into your stadium. I think this is a strange team to uh, to have to come up against. I know we're going to get into the matchups later, but, you know, you have people like Madi coming to Kansas City to go to the game. Yeah, I'm Shit very passionate. in their asses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, That's I right. mean, <laughs> the Browns fan, obviously, like, we, we've had more Browns fans on this show, I think, than any other team. Because everybody who you're not sure who they're a fan of is somehow a fan of the Browns. And I I get it. I I was just there a year ago with a team that hadn't won jack shit in 50 years. I know how amped up you get. I know that you believe most likely, I, I won't get into your head too much, Monty, but I believe you either, you you probably believe that the worst is now going to happen because you've been set up for the best, but you don't care because you just won the playoff game, which is step one towards actually being a good team. And step two is getting to the championship game slash Super Bowl. So when we first won a playoff game, it was 2015. I felt amazing. And then we immediately lost because the letdown is just like you got that's your Super Bowl is right. winning one game. And against the Steelers, that like makes it so much bigger. Oh, it's it's just, I mean, orgas- the way people are talking about it, the, the texts I was getting, just people talking all kinds of shit in all caps, like Baker Mayfield is, you know, the next, I guess I'll say Patrick Mahomes. It's It's got to be a great feeling. But as any Jew can tell you, once something really good happens in life, something terrible will happen soon after. That's true. So that is, I'm not going to say I'm predicting it yet. We're saving for the predictions, but I think that's likely. But Danny, on the flip side of that, wouldn't that mean your team's about to get eliminated? Because you've had it so good. I mean, I suppose, sure. I guess you could say that. I think when in my world, like the Chiefs are going great. And the bad thing is, you know, the entire government. It's like the rest of society is is the uh, thing yeah. that's falling apart for me. That's fair. Can we all agree that Baker deserves the ads now? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, he's phenomenal. I think, yeah, I think Progressive did the right thing. So before we start the show, Mari, I want to know what you expect going into next week. Are you already happy with the way the season played out? And if you lose, it's all good. Yeah. Or how could I not be happy? Uh, I mean, this is the Steelers in particular have been just a mental block over the Browns for so long that it's like, it's hugely liberate. I mean, I was, I was uh, 12 years old. I remember watching the last playoff game and they lost to the Steelers and it's demoralizing. I think, you know, it's been 17 years since they even beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. So it's just this was this was a huge mental thing where it's like, how could you ever succeed in this league if you can't even get past your division rival? And so that is what it feels. It's very much, you know, it's very much like it's very much like the Mighty Ducks. Um, you know how they just kept they had the, you know, at first they're winning local and then it's like they gotta go, you know. So it's like this is I don't think this is Mighty Ducks two happening right now, where it's like the Olympics, you know. It's Mighty Ducks 3. They skipped one. No, you're going into Mighty Ducks, so you have to play the world champion. That's true, actually. Yeah, maybe this is Mighty Ducks 2. Yeah, we're Finland. We're not Finland. Iceland. Yeah. So are there any any attractive European uh, 
offensive plays. coordinators on the Chiefs. Um, that, for Coach yeah, for for Stefanski. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's very exciting. Uh, it's a big moment, and but I do think they're going to lose to the Chiefs. But that huge, that part of me, that that insufferable hope, believes anything can happen. I was just also wanted to give a shout out to Jonah Hill on the money ball side of the Cleveland Browns, making things happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> that character from Moneyball, he's the guy in the Browns organization. Oh, Peter Brandt. The uh, yeah, but in real life, his name's like. Mr. 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 I don't know what his name is. I think it's first. <laughs> definitely name. Mr. It's Mr. Something. <laughs> um, Did he get hot? Like Mr. Mime. Uh, I I don't think he looked like Jonah Hill in real life. I think he looked like me. Okay. <laughs> Danny, you usually kick things off. Show us how it's done. All right. Well, what I hated this week is pretty simple it's super wild card weekend <laughs> super what? it's super you're you get one more game per day is your mind fucking blown <laughs> what 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 do words mean anymore honestly like all news is breaking people's joke tweets are threats they're disturbing every piece of information <laughs> is a bombshell it's unprecedented and if you don't like it, it's a hoax, and you're a traitor. If we use, we just use bullshit words so much, they have no effect. We called Trump a traitor so early that now he actually starts a war against the United States, and we're just we keep doing our fucking Zoom meeting at work because it's just another fucking Wednesday. <laughs> what are we gonna do in five years when the NFL decides to add another playoff game for the ad money, which they will? And now we've got a quadruple header. We already use super. That's out. How are we going to be able to communicate how important this is to a totally desensitized public? We've used all the word. There's no word better than super. What about we've, wicked? Wi- it's wicked super, dude. It's wicked fucking crazy. This is unre- <laughs> This has never happened before. It's not just unprecedented. It's way super fucking unprecedented. (laughs) The only way we're getting back on the track of actually making things serious is if we allow people to use curse words in advertising. If the NFL is like, it's fucking wild card weekend, (laughs) then I'd be like, how many fucking games are we getting? Jesus. So yeah, I guess I hated that. But is hate too strong of a word? I don't know. See, I'm with you on the language. I thought Super Wild Card Weekend was awesome. Six games. <laughs> I can't go back. You can't just make me watch four if you don't do this again next year. And the games weren't even good. There was like one good game, but I loved it. They it didn't matter. Good. They were so not good that Nickelodeon had to carry the slack of coolness <laughs> for one of these boring ass games. They had to fucking put SpongeBob in the goalposts just so that people can be entertained by watching the Browns lose. I could have the bear. I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a, a parody tweet that I was looking at about it. I, the real yeah, deal, does, Mari. does nobody have Nickelodeon over here? I, I have the dish for free at my apartment. So I get you're all the, the only per, You're the only person with real cable, Danny. We're Other all, all of our parents. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I have YouTube. Well, I'm talking TV. to real America. Oh, uh, Jamel, hit us. What'd you hate about watching football this week? 
Uh, you know what I hated about watching football this week? <laughs> it was seeing Tom Rinaldi on the sideline of a Fox game. Yo, what the fuck is going on with Tom Rinaldi? Maybe I'm giving him too much credit because of how he talks. But I thought he was like a distinguished for real journalist. This guy has 20 fucking Emmys, man. By himself, man. He is the fucking sports reporters. Now you're now you're underneath Cletus. Now you're what the fuck, dude? Now you work for fucking Colin Coward? Yo, who the fuck does Tom Rinaldi owe money to? That shit was a disgrace. It was jarring seeing him there, especially on the sideline. It's just like he's a sideline reporter now. Yeah, I was like, how is that the what fuck? his job is? How is he at the worst game of the fucking weekend? You're in Seattle, and nobody's there. We got Tom Rinaldi up there by himself. It's it's a strange thing because it's like there are no other event. I mean, okay. Of course, the United States crumbling aside, there, there's no other events to to be on the ground at. Tom Rinaldi was supposed to be at the Capitol. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I'm sure he's a dirtbag. I'm sure he pours champagne on bitches on boats, mm-hmm. just like any other degenerate. But in my mind, Tom Rinaldi is like a, a fucking American treasure. Maybe he wanted to do it, you know. Like, uh, I think John Quincy Adams, like, uh, ran for Congress after being president. He was just like, fuck it. Yeah. Just and didn't he just go home. went back into Congress just being That's like, true. hey, I used to be a president. <laughs> That's true. Now Obama just makes Spotify playlists. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. I think there's something refreshing about it. I would be into that. If I were president, John Quincy, I would go John be a Quincy local. Adams Spotify list? I would go be a local comptroller. I like the idea of John Quincy Adams Spotify. It's all just like fucking flute tunes. (laughs) Mozart, baby. 50 straight flutes and little little kids on drums. And Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, that was hot back then. Little kids on drums. That was a jam. That's the artist, man. They used to play it at the barber. You had to get a bootleg at the barbershop of the Star Spangled Banner. (laughs) <laughs> Bro, this is hard. Uh, Marty, what'd you hear about watching football this week? I mean, obviously, I loved watching football this week. It was so delightful. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but there's some, there. I'm glad that I finally have a platform to express this thing that's been bothering me so much, which is this AT and T commercial that airs during sporting events. Maybe it airs during other things too. I only watch TV during sporting events, but. First off, I just want to say I really appreciate the talent of the AT&T woman. Uh, I think she is uh, skilled. She's a comedian. I think she's funny. I think she does the best she can with the garbage that they give her. But there's this one AT&T commercial where the dude comes in and it's like, oh, wow, what a great deal. And then he calls his mom and he's like, hi, mom. Yeah, they have this great deal here. And then she's like, did did she like it? And he's like, wrong number. It was a guy named Carl. And it's like, how do you dial a wrong number for your mom from your cell phone? <laughs> you just hit mom. Yeah. What's happening? It's one of the worst logics in any commercial I've ever seen. And I know I it's actually- like, what are you going to say? 
I, I, I'm sorry because I just have seen that commercial before. I'm so amped up that you brought it up because another – I had a completely different problem, which is that he talks to the guy for one second. Yeah. There's no way he could have given that much information in the time that he had. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just – and I know it's like, you know, it's, it's overdone to harp on commercials and everything, but it's like at a certain point, like what – who reviewed this and what – it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. I haven't dialed a wrong number for somebody I know since 1997. It's insane. AT&T right. lady is one of the star- unsung heroes of NFL playoffs. Dude, so. she's everything Flo wishes she was. Good point. Younger. Oh, man. <laughs> Aggressively hotter. You mean? I mean, no, she's just very funny. I think she's genuinely very funny and not obnoxious. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, she's got a couple great bits. Yeah, she's funny. I like Whoa. her. Whoa, Jamel. Wait, no, that was me? Yeah. Oh, that's me now? <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> I'm the only one who thinks she's got titties now? I don't even okay. I, I don't. I don't even see titties. She does, but Flo has them, too, <laughs> when she's not dressed up as her own grandfather or whatever. They, now I have to uh, shoot AT and T lady some bail. She actually her finest work. This is like award winning work. The Spanish version of the AT and T ad. She's in the ad. The dude is on the phone with his mom. He's getting yelled at by his actual mom in the Spanish ad. And AT and T lady does an amazing job of awkwardly listening to someone getting yelled at in Spanish and then she responds in English like damn I should probably call my mom up too really she crushes it it's a one where did you see this commercial on uh sorry we love soccer (laughs) 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 I don't know what to believe yeah my bad Um, I'm glad we got to touch on the the saga of the AT&T woman I'm gonna I got a couple bullet points of what I hated this week. Uh, Punting on fourth and one. We all know it's wrong, but you do it anyway. And it costs you games and you look like a pussy. And what are you doing? Uh, Saints Bears, total disgrace of a game. I'm sorry that that's what kids, that's how we introduce children to the NFL is that game. It's one of the worst games I've ever seen. It's so boring. Trubisky won the MVP of that game. The Nick MVP (laughs) trophy. What? Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. I do. I, I don't know if we'll have an outlet to talk about this, but the Nickelodeon broadcast, they had Nate Burleson was great. No Eagle, chip off the old block. There was this girl that was brought in to be sort of the voice of the kids. And it was just somebody who doesn't know that much about football. They introduced it that way. They were fine with the fact that she had no idea what she was talking about. But it's like when your grandma or your mom or something wanders into the living room while you're trying to watch and everybody knows everything. And then just questions get brought up in the middle of more important football shit that are like one of the, I remember there was one line I I can't stop thinking about where she interrupts Burleson talking about a play to be like, you know, speaking of David Montgomery, his favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. Every time there was a punt, she would say, whoa, way up in the air. It was just like, it was, that was really tough to watch. The the rest of it was fun. The internet loved it, but 
that was that was brutal. Carry on. Doug Peterson as scapegoat. <laughs> Fuck that. It's insane that he got fired. I'm mad. Okay, but really, one of the things I hate are playoff narratives. Lamar Jackson is a choke artist. Andy Reid can't win the big one. Army Hammer is a cannibal. Like, at what point are we being premature about declaring some of these things? Like, all of these things didn't pan out to be true, except, like, maybe the cannibal thing. But we have to give people who are really good at their jobs time to, you know, Lamar Jackson is, like, 22 years old or however old he is. Like, he lost one game in the playoffs when he wasn't even the full-time starter. And then last year, lost a bad game. And the whole rap on him is the guy can't win a big game. He can't win in the playoffs. And Andy Reid had that shit his whole career, too. And it's like, what if they're just good? And they just had football's hard. Like, I don't know why we have to bury these people so early in their careers. Because those but are not explosive thing, takes. They're not explosive takes, yeah. I know. <laughs> but, okay, here's an explosive take. Uh, remember when Cam Newton refused to dive on the loose ball in the Super Bowl and we killed him for it for five straight years? Uh, why aren't we hating on Ben Roethlisberger for refusing to dive on the first snap that went over his head while Amadi was pooping. Like, he, the guy ran back on. You can punt. You could kick it out of the back of the end zone for two. He could have just jumped on it, and he just kind of twinkle-toed around. And him and James Conner did a weird dance, and no one wanted to touch it, and it made no sense. And uh, I think he doesn't care about winning. It's That's what I think about his body is fucking fragile now. Have you? I mean, have you seen him move? Like, to get to that football would have taken like a, the entire first quarter for him to actually make it. He runs like someone in a Tin Man costume. <laughs> that's a great comparison. Sorry, I'm sure Tin Man got away with some shit back in 1939. Ben, ben Roethlisberger might not have dove for that ball, but you can dive right in to some great sports gambling deals because the wait is finally over football. Obviously, has been in full effect. The NBA is fully back, and you might not be able to attend the game this year. You can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. You want to imagine what's happening at the Bills' tailgate? You can get in on that at Bet Online from game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your sportsbook experts. Like Danny said, we just watched Super Wild Card Weekend this past weekend. I said weekend five hundred times. Speaking of the weekend, Super Bowl halftime show performance by the weekend. Okay, but the Wild Card round is over. And we wanted to give out our MVPs. Uh, who stood out to you this past weekend? Who uh, who won Wild Card Weekend? Super Wild Card Weekend. Danny, who do you got? Uh, besides the weekend's face, his new face, which could be its own conversation, uh, my Wild Card Weekend MVP, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he did not. He did not play well in the game. I think he had one pick, one touchdown, like 170 yards. He was he was ass. Kirk Cousins style ass. But he did agree to be the white quarterback in the NFL's racial justice ads. I mean, that's a big thing. That's hard to do in Tennessee. You couldn't have Breeze, obviously, or Big Ben, 
Uh, Rogers too much of a coastal elite. So Tannehill was the logical choice. He had to step up. And I think we all knew that you couldn't have, you could have like all the DeAndre Hopkins, Camaras, even Mahomes's that you want in those ads. But the only way these capital, the capital insurrectionist types have a chance of listening to this message is if you give them a dude who looks exactly like them. It's got to be the drunk frat guy who's holding his drunker friend back, saying, like, it's cool, bro. The bouncer's just doing his job. We can drink at my house. So, Ryan Tannehill, thank you for being that guy. Honest thank you. As the Mitt Romney of this ad, you decided to take it upon yourself to be the, the face of rational whites in the NFL, and now you'll probably get replaced by a draft pick in the middle of next season. But good for you. You're my MVP. My guy, my dog. Certainly wasn't going to be uh, Tyler Heineke, as we discovered. <laughs> we'll uh, get to that. Yeah, my God. That was uh, quite a dive. I can't though. believe I... What's that again? That one score was very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was disgusted with him. I rooted for that guy all game. I wanted the team. And then, you know, mere hours after the game ends, it comes out that this guy is basically Q himself. Are you serious? Like, yeah, oh, yes. Dude. Oh, wow. I had no idea. You yeah, should have known. You know, fuck that guy and fuck that glorious dive into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, it's a feel-good story. Like everything in America, it's a feel-good story for about 20 minutes. And then you find out the dark truth behind it. That is, oh my God. that's the world we're living in now. It, Jews are just right about everything. Every time something good happens, we know something bad's going to happen. You got to be prepared for it, no matter what. It's true, man. So my MVP <laughs> for the weekend was cold weather apparel. Oh. There's only one game indoors. We had all the hit. All the big boys came out. The hand warmers. The, Baker's got one built into his jersey now. What's like better it. than watching a punter flip his hand warmer around <laughs> to make a kick? The jackets you can't put on by yourself. Who doesn't like looking like James Brown? Ooh, you just ran one in from 15 yards out? Hey, back up. Put my fucking jacket on for me. Get my jacket on my body. I'm a little chilly. And the top one, the fucking body condoms. The head warmer that goes under the helmet that makes you look like fucking Astro Dog or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh I love them. Hell yeah. Dude, I used to love when James Jones on the Packers wore just a hoodie underneath his pads. Yeah. He just had a hood. I was like, that's awesome. Oh, my God. There was this kid, Travis Ross, who he just, like, knew he wasn't going to play. And he had, like, a whole coat under his pads. (laughs) (laughs) Like a Nautica, like, bubble. (laughs) (laughs) So tight. Natalie, my wife, was actually asking while we were watching the game if you can, as a fan, purchase one of those giant coats. Ooh. I would love like, one of those, for sure. Yeah. But you're, we're, our shoulders aren't shoulder pad, right. you know, measurements, so it'd be but a little bit big. You can, it's couples coats. Oh. Now, you, now you and your lady are in the same Chiefs coat. Oh, shit. Mel, I think you're onto something here. 
Come I on. think you're on to something here. Valentine's Day. Camping. Yeah. Valentine's Day, one month away at NFL. If you're listening, take advantage. Couples yeah. coats. They should have tandem coats with two sets of sleeves where you can walk together. <laughs> For sure. Like a, I, I will say, that it, we've worked like on a clip show. Like, right. Yeah. And you move, like a bicycle, you move your arms in unison. Well, and we've worked on a clip show long enough that we know couples in the stands get a little frisky. We've seen Ooh, it. We've exactly. seen a lot of clips of this. So, There's no better way oh, to finger on. your girlfriend. Yeah, I need to hold finger on. my girlfriend at the Chiefs game. Oh, yeah. Oh, Zip yes. up your couple's coat and get a oh, hand yeah, job of a lifetime at the AFC Championship game. Straight up hand jobs during the, uh, the fucking honorable football game. <laughs> Dude, getting yeah, a hand job during, oh at Arrowhead God. Stadium is on my list. Dude, that's it's so my... disrespectful to, to Vince Lombardi and everything that he stood for. He loved hand jobs. <laughs> yeah, I'm Lombardi is a <laughs> I saw a blowjob video at the Bills game. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. You don't oh, know dude, what Lombardi dude. means? Oh, my God. Dude, fucking and 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 a, bl- a full-on blowjob is like second base for, based on the stuff we've seen out there. I mean, people are getting full-on ass fingered. People are at the stadium. No, the that's stand. real. Yes. <laughs> if for you got the right Alonso coat, Alonso jersey, where do you yeah. find these videos? It's called the internet. Oh my yeah, god! We'll full of them. I gotta full check it out. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Yeah, I saw actually at the Brown celebration where people took to the streets of uh, downtown Cleveland, there was a pretty good ass fingering video. Are you I don't serious? know if you guys caught that one, but even recently. This it happened, all, yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. The Bills are actually the, the ass fingering team of the NFL. There are some people who will only fuck at Bills games. These are cold That's why they have fans. Cities. I don't know how you're slipping a finger inside of an asshole in 20 degree weather. Warms you, you up. Got the right hand warmers. If you yeah. got the hand warmers in inside your hand warmer, there it is. I, yeah. I get so puckered up when I take a shower. It's got to be hot water for me to really get clean. <laughs> oh my god! You know, I've tried to take cold showers like Wim Hof, but you can't even clean right inside your bum, inside deep in your bum crack. It would be a tough predicament to get a hand job at a Bills game and then your your jizz comes out and it just freezes. <laughs> Dude, oh my air. god. <laughs> the fucking weatherman does that whenever it's cold for the forecast. He's like, hey, check this out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little jizzical. Jizzical. Uh, uh Marty, MVP of of the weekend uh, for Mar- you. Marquise Pouncey. Uh really got it going. <laughs> really. Absolutely. Kick that thing off the right way. Yeah. Um, where would we be? I mean, I really do think that was like in an instant they lost. Uh, it's just, I don't know how you come back from that, um, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. You just have to walk to the sideline and watch the other team kick a PAT and you're embarrassed and you're like, did that just happen? Like everybody is just confused. Oh, I mean, just, I can't even think about what the comedy equivalent of that is. It's, uh, I I don't know. Saying a slur the first moment you get on stage. And then yeah. you're just, what are you going to do? Or insulting the host in a way that doesn't really play. Yeah. And like no one's on board and you're like, what the fuck is yeah. happening? The host is in like a wheelchair and you start doing some fucking cripple riff. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, they'll like this ball busting humor and uh, nobody's into it. 
That's how I got booed off stage in Virginia State. Not wheelchair directly, but similar energy. I just like made fun of everyone in the crowd. Oh, so you've snapped the ball over the quarterback's head before. For sure. In in a real football game and metaphorically as well. <laughs> I actually one time did roast a guy in a wheelchair thinking that it was he was doing it as a joke at a at an open mic. Did it for five minutes and then uh, uh, got booed off stage. I lost that. Nice. Oh, that really hit really home. I really was just making a, a made up example. Um, and to be clear to the viewer, I would never use the word cripple outside of this context. Um, yeah, sure. Whatever. I did make a bunch of blind jokes, though, and then nobody laughed. And then I realized it's because there was a blind dude in the audience. I get okay. What my MVP for the weekend was uh, just video call technology. I mean, it got the Browns through a full week of work while their coaching staff had COVID nineteen. Like, what would happen ten years ago had this happened? You know, and you just can't. I guess cell phones. You guys would have just put one phone on a table and everybody would have gathered around and just or like a conference line. It's like okay, uh, on second down, uh, we're gonna favor towards running the counter like the the technology has saved the nfl in so many ways this season and it just none more uh, apparent to me than this past weekend which leads me to the actual mvp of the weekend which is something i think the browns discovered on accident i think something the browns discovered on accident it's that football practice doesn't matter and it's overrated and it's uncomfortable and everybody fucking hates it these are professionals. They've been practicing for, we're in week 18 now. What else are you going to learn by physically going out there and running plays? You've done it all. I think teams in the future are going to take note of this and actually give people's bodies some time to rest. You don't need to put pads on and go fucking, you know, do some smash mouth Wednesday practice to get ready for your rival. Like, it's fine. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I I know uh, Jamel played football. Like, there's nothing worse in the world than football practice. I, I can't stress no. this enough. Like, I love no. I don't. I do not agree with you, Dan. I love running hills. I love doing the Oklahoma drill when I have CTE. Your friend. <laughs> yeah, against my best friend <laughs> while I have CTE. Yes, while the What's entire the team is like standing in a semicircle like bloodthirsty just fucking trying <laughs> to get to kill the guy like oh my god what'd you say Marty? what's the oklahoma drill oh it's this one it's this one where okay so it's one-on-one and everyone on the team is like circled around you also it is like a primal aspect to this and you and the other person are laid down on flat on your back and you have to pop up and you have to basically run through the other person. The objective is to just run through your opponent. And your opponent is always your teammate. You never do the Oklahoma drill like against another team. And you can't yeah, run around them make or go under their yeah, yeah. legs. No. If you do, you're a pussy. And you're a everyone pussy. Hates and you everyone you calls you a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Can and you... the coach is right there. Yeah. Okay. You could like do a running jump kick, like flying kick into their chest, though. Not the purpose of the exercise. Okay. The, you the can do it like a fucking flying snap kick, like karate kid into their face. 
I think you'd be called a pussy. I think no way is anybody calling you a pussy if you do a karate kid jump snap kick into their face. From what it sounds like, if you yeah, don't that's true. I mean, your... if you want, yeah, if you're like, if your main objective is to prove you're not a bitch and you and you're not concerned with never playing football again, I'm not concerned. <laughs> <laughs> There's so we had a version of this too, Jamal. Um, I can't remember what it was called. What's but... the one with the line where you have a linebacker where it's like literally just like a one on one? It's like it's like a two on one, and the defense has a linebacker. Yeah, that one sucks. We had this thing where, you know, like um, like the big cargo boxes that like a train would transport? It's, also, it's how they jump people into gangs. Yeah, yeah. This is, it's not all that dissimilar. But we had this huge like, like fucking rectangle, rectangular like storage unit where all like weights and shit were in. And we would have, so it's like there's a right angle and you can't see over here and you can't see somebody around the wall. They'd blow a whistle, and then we would sprint, and you don't know who you're going to hit. What? Yeah. Yo, that's fucking... I knew and, this was personal. Dude. Your football practice was fucked up, man. <laughs> oh my, and people would, people would manipulate the line, so we'd put, like, just, like, a little DB against, like, a 300-pound, like, badass. Oh, my and, God. And it was just brutal, dude. And people were terrified to do it, and you just do it every practice, and... I hated it so fucking. I broke my collarbone doing it when I was well, a freshman. Yeah. What no, was that's... your What was your record in this drill? Would you say bad? I I, dre- I tried to bitch out every time I could. I'd just be like, ah, you know, what are you, you doing? Never <laughs> I don't want to do it. I got you a never... dentist appointment right now. <laughs> you never won. It had nothing to do with football. It was just trying to make fourteen year olds to eighteen year olds tough. And that's the problem with a football team: is the freshmen are fourteen. And the seniors are much older and more developed. And yeah. And what position were you? A linebacker. So couldn't really be. Okay. <laughs> I was supposed to be a tough, but <laughs> I was a, a finesse backer. Oh, yeah. How big were you back then? Were you substantially bigger than you are now? I was, I was in better shape, but no, not substantially. I was, oh, man. It's a muscle mass, probably. But um, anyhow, that's neither here nor there. Practice sucks. And everybody knows it. Mati, you got anything to plug? You want what, what do you want the listeners? What what dot coms do you got for us? I mean, I just want people to go to my webcomic, uh, any last words comic on Instagram. Um, but I am a little bummed out. I had a phone call with an ex-girlfriend who said Instagram's done. So Ooh, I'm like, I don't know what no. to do now. <laughs> L- listen, man. <laughs> she's right but don't worry about that right now she's telling me I'd be, I'd be a fool not to be on tiktok and i'm like what is happening no 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 that she yeah that woman is setting you up for failure yeah not. so anyway help me prove her wrong <laughs> <laughs> guys it's a great comic just go check it out it's just like your sunday funnies only it's on your instagram yeah, Sherman's Lagoon, Mati <laughs> Litwack. We crush Sherman's Lagoon. We more we closer approach Foxtrot. Fair. Ooh, classic, full classic. Uh, Mati, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I love you. I love you too. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, baby, like Rex and effects, and the NBA is back. You might not be at the game this year but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. 
From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Elite Eight. Eight teams left in this year's season. Uh, do you think it's the right eight teams? Does this feel right to you? Rams, Packers, Ravens, Bills, Browns, Chiefs, Bucks, Saints. Did anybody who's supposed to be here not make it? I think the Seahawks were proven fraudulent, obviously, but feels like they were one of the best eight teams this year. I don't know. Mm, debatable. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Rams are good. So if you're asking, like, se- there's seven teams that are playoff teams, and then the Rams are hanging around. But that happens every year. Look, man, they got an all-time defense over there. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, okay, so last week, look, shout-out Jamel, 6-0 and on his picks. Uh, the quest to p- p- be perfect throughout the playoffs is still alive for Jamel, Come which on, is dude. just insane. Like, yeah. it's hard to go 6-0 and any week. I know how to pick. I know how to pick the real games. I don't give a shit about who the Lions lost to. <laughs> put some put some real games on. Uh, so Danny is all but secured this thing, unless you just like lose out, basically, and somehow I pick against you every time and and win out. I don't think it's even possible. But one seventy seven, we should double the stakes in the championship games and Super Bowl. But we'll talk about that down the road. Danny's at one seventy seven. I got one sixty seven. Jamal's at 158. Um, so, yeah, we got four games this weekend, uh, and this should be a fun weekend. These games are a lot better on paper than the shit we got last week. So let's just start Saturday, 1.30, Rams at Packers. Uh, so we got Sean McVay facing off against his old offensive coordinator, Matt LaFleur. Uh, you know, th- I think they were both in D.C. on the coaching staff for a little while. So that's just a little fuck you to Jamal. Uh, but, it, you know, it's one of those coaching tree things. These guys know each other pretty well. And I'll open up the floor. Let me say one more thing. The Packers kind of struggled with this exact kind of team last season. When the Niners came to town both games last year, they, got, they just destroyed the Packers. It reminds me a lot of that NFC Championship game last year where the, the defense of the Rams is just so solid. And I'm, I'm really curious how uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to respond to this. You know, they're going to have Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams. So you got to, you know, I'm sure Devontae will get his, but you're going to have to look elsewhere in this game. The running back or Tanyan is going to have to come alive. This is a fun one. Love playoff games in Lambeau, too. Yeah, you know, another team that uh, Aaron Rodgers had trouble with this year was the Buccaneers. When they were good, when their defense was playing really well. That's interesting because, yeah, I don't like the Rams. I don't think they're good. Um, Jared Goff is just, I don't know how, like unless he's some kind of like a playoff Goff type thing where he's just got some kind of momentum when the games get serious, but we've never seen that before. So that would have to start this year. I just think like, in every other way, in every other matchup, I feel like the Rams would be fucked. But you breaking it down like that kind of makes me think that they could win. I mean, I think they got a shot too, but I'm still going with the Packers. Aaron Jones, Robert Tanya. Time for you two gentlemen to 
really steal the show. And obviously Aaron Rodgers has, has been in every sort of situation and playoff scenario you can think of. So he's seen great defenses. He's won these types of games. We're just talking about recent history. And, you know, the, the quarterback of the 49ers last year, Jimmy Garoppolo, probably on the same level as Jared Goff. He's not that fucking good. If you look, I think he completed like seven passes. Remember, it was like the Mostert game last seat, last year. Mostert just ran for four touchdowns, I think, in the NFC Championship. Um, but this this Packers team is better than last year's. It's just, it's such a close one. I, I'm fascinated by this game. It's the number one offense against the number one defense. So that's always, you know, as a football nerd, you like, you know, traditionally defense wins that matchup, but it's not a hard rule. There's always a shocker too in the divisional round. There's always a shocker, and, and the you other don't want to be it. <laughs> and that's the only other candidate because the other yeah. two are clearly even games. So if it's either going to be the Browns beat the Chiefs, which I think we'll get to my feelings on, uh, or it's this. And this, just the way you said it, the exact game script. The only thing I would worry about is Aaron Donald apparently has a rib cartilage tear and he's going to be all weak. I mean, if if Aaron Donald up the middle was doing what he normally does, get, not only getting Aaron Rodgers, but also stuffing Aaron Jones, and you know, then what would they do? What what are they going to fucking do in that case? I mean, Tanyan, they're going to rely on Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Equinemius St. Brown. They've got nothing else besides those the best players on their team, who are the best, some of the best players in the NFL. But you know, this has happened before. It's weird. And hey, since. I am so far ahead in the standings and we, I need, I'm going to get something for my 177 correct picks so we can renegotiate some kind of playoff situation, but I'm coming out on top in some way. I'm in the red. I'm not in the red. I'm in the black after this. So, but I am going to start being a little fast and loose with my picks and I'm picking the Rams. Oh, he's going to be fun. Is this is fun, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> When we've got a big lead, I'm fun. It's like when I'm, when we're watching the Chiefs game, I'm a nightmare if it's close. But if we're up by three touchdowns, get ready for some wings and some good times. It's just one of those things where it's like we're saying here that, you know, the Rams have the best defense in the league. That's proven by the numbers and what we watched last season. The you know, And then you have Matt LaFleur is the offensive guru who learned underneath Sean McVay. You, you know, if you're going to know anybody like – if you're going to tip your hand or kind of anticipate what the Packers are going to do, the Rams are the team that's going to know that the best. He told, he taught this guy his whole offense. So I like the Rams in this game too. It's insane because Aaron Rodgers has been in full-blown MVP mode all, all season. All he's got to do is be fast. If he's getting the ball out fast, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what Baker did in that Browns-Steelers game. You know, the Steelers had the best pass rush in the league, or they've uh, had the most sacks in the league the last few years, and they just had quick throws, you know? So, yeah, and so you like the Packers in this game, Jamal. I'm going with the Pack, baby. The Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. It's big. This is big for Jamel's picks. Uh, playoff picks, got to go set. Yeah. This is the, the um, one. I mean, yeah. this is the one and that the, you could really and, fuck up. And this is a tough one to call. But in a quest for a perfect playoffs, I am going with the Packers. Three Ps. Second game of the day. We got Ravens, Bills, 5-15. I, I love all of these games this weekend. Uh, so 
Ravens Bills, this is the 2018 draft class quarterbacks. Like, who's it going to be? Do you like Lamar? Do you like Josh? We also have another one of those guys in the Sunday game, but we'll get to that. And another layer to this one, another former pair of staff mates, this time Eagles assistant coaches, John Harbaugh and Sean McDermott. We had McDermott as the defensive coordinator. Harbaugh was the special teams coach. Andy Reid, coaching tree. Ravens Bills. Somebody's going to get jacked off. Is it going to be a fan or is it going to be a player? This game is in Buffalo again. Yep, and with fans. Damn. So Griselda's going to be there again. For those who don't know, uh, Griselda, one of uh, the world's hottest and most dangerous rap groups, is from Buffalo for some reason. And they had a box at the last game. Dudes were standing inside the window, fucking dancing. Everybody's got chains on. A dude who got shot a month ago was there on a fucking rascal scooter. So somebody could get shot at this game. When you become a victim of gun violence, you are exponentially more likely to commit gun violence against someone else. And if it happens to be, I don't know the name of Buffalo Stadium, but if it's there, so be it. Raymond James? That might be the Dolphins. Tampa. I don't that's fucking know. That's Tampa. It's just dudes' names. I don't know. Uh, Buffalo also, by the way, a notable mafia town. So people carrying guns... Like nobody's business. Plus, with the national unrest going on, I mean, who knows what people are siding with? You got yeah. Baltimore fans, you got Buffalo fans sitting in the same stands together. Uh, you know, that's that's a bad recipe. But I do think this game is probably the best game on the slate. It's so perfect for me personally just to watch these two teams beat on each other, but also for a Joe Q football fan. You know, just a guy watching this game. No allegiances, a Dan Hardigan type, has nothing to play for, has nothing to care about except two very interestingly matched teams going up against each other. I have no fucking idea. I actually just need to throw it to you guys to talk a little bit more about it so that I can formulate a final decision on this game. Uh, Man, it, uh, if you're asking me which quarterback I want more, who, buddy? It just seems like Josh is a bigger Lamar. Like, yes, Lamar is faster and twice as elusive, but Josh can make all the throws and get you 70 yards on the ground. And Josh has a legit number one receiver. I mean, Steph Diggs is about as good as you can ask for from that position. And, you know, Marquise Brown is good. I don't think he's near elite by any means. So, you know, Josh just has more to work with. Um, and they kind of built that offense to be more of a passing attack, whereas the Ravens obviously want to run the ball down your throat all game. So that would be interesting to watch those two style differences and just kind of what pans out. But it is the most fun game. I mean, both these quarterbacks are highly entertaining. Lamar is hot right now. I've got dangerously close to buying a Josh Allen Wyoming jersey on eBay the other day. <laughs> Man, yeah. And both these teams had kind of that – you know, at least Lamar did. You kind of can't win the playoffs. Veil lifted over them. It's funny that Bills fans had to watch Browns fans kind of take their spotlight because the Bills hadn't won a playoff game in like 20 years too. So, you know, they win the first game of the weekend and everybody forgets about them by the time it's all said and done. But that was a huge deal. And I think both those teams came out and played a little bit anxious 
And I think they'll probably come out and play their best games. That's going to be a, I'm going Bills because they're at home and their nucleus has been together a little bit longer. I think. I mean, McDermott, nah, that's not necessarily true. But what about the but, defense, uh, too? I mean, the Bills' defense isn't – it's good. I mean, they've got Tredavious White. I, don't, I, I think the linebackers are just okay. I think the defensive line is just okay. They're not getting a ton of sacks. I, you don't think about them. You know, you don't think about what the Buffalo – Bill's defense is going to do in a game. You think you, you just talk about Josh Allen and Diggs, and they, they lost Zach Moss, which is also kind of a strike against them. And then the Ravens defense has actually been surprisingly good. Like as compared to earlier in the season, when it looked like they were going to have kind of a down year, now they're starting to get sacks and shit. They're starting. Yannick and Gokwe's there. Things are happening. Yeah. They shut Derrick Henry down. Way down. Marcus Peters out there dancing on people's logos. He's my favorite favorite former chief right now, Marcus Peters. That dude was fun here. We needed a guy like that for – we needed to keep him. But, you know, ownership is a little racist. Like McConnell racist, not Trump racist, but still racist. Yeah. Um, All right. Who you guys got in this game? I'm – like I said, I'm going Buffalo. Uh, They're home. And like Jamel said, I – I think Josh can just do make maybe one or two more plays and not have to rely on his running game as much where Lamar is just kind of him against the the world. Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I'm going with the Ravens. Something is something in something inside of my nuts is saying Ravens here and I'm riding it. Yeah. And I'm going to ride Jamel. Because he's the he's the hot one here. He's the one making all the picks in the playoffs. He's six and zero, possibly seven and zero after that Rams pick. Uh, I think I think I got to ride the hot hand, which is Jamel, yeah. and not Lamar Jackson, who I have less faith in. But I still think <laughs> the Ravens somehow pull it out. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Bills. That was a close game. The Bills almost gave that game away. And yeah. and the Ravens. I mean, they. When they get it together, they're the scariest team. I did not want to play them. I would have rather played the Bills. I agree with that. One, if you're saying both teams are clicking and they're running at all cylinders, I think the Ravens are much scarier than the Bills. But I just think I haven't seen that passing game really work yet this season. It's really not there. So it's if you could shut that down, or if you could shut the run game down and force them to pass, I like your chances. Hollywood had 100 yards. We'll see. Yeah, he played. He played well. But, okay, moving on. Sunday games. Browns at Chiefs, 12.05. Kareem Hunt revenge game, Danny. Yeah, The damn. freak show is coming to town. The circus is coming to Kansas City. This is a terrible Party. matchup for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, this is like, it reminds me of last year's Titans game where you have a, a crazy good running game coming to town, and they're efficient, and – we saw what happened in that game. That team ran whenever it wanted, and they still lost by double digits. Yeah, here's what we didn't want. We didn't want a team to come in who has a really great D-line, who can get pressure up the middle because our interior offensive line is is hurt and not good. And we didn't want a team who can run it down our throats or you know, can go toe-to-toe with us somehow. Some way that like maybe running it shortens the game and Mahomes doesn't come out. But if you have the D line and you're able to score touchdowns like Lamar is, then 
and the defense worries you of the Ravens, then that's a scary matchup. The Browns doesn't, they don't have any of that. They don't have a great D line because Olivier Vernon's out for the season and their secondary isn't that good. And they can run on you, but they're not the best. They're not the Titans or the Ravens in that world. They're just kind of a notch below. And just because you have two guys doesn't mean they're both running the ball at the same time. That's not, that's not legal. You would need two footballs for that. <laughs> so it's one guy. More consistent than the Titans. But I agree. One football max allowed in a game still. So then you're asking Baker Mayfield to pull a Derek Carr, who is the only quarterback to legitimately beat our team this year. And then we beat him again. And, but he was the guy who was throwing deep. He was throwing YOLO balls to receivers 40 yards down the field just on second down and third down. He was taking chances, and everything broke right in that one game where he won. And you're asking Baker Mayfield to do that after his emotional Super Bowl, and he jizzed all over the internet, and everybody loves him now, and he earned his progressive money. I just don't think he can do it. I don't think he can do it twice. Uh, Jarvis Landry's hot right now. He's all they got. He's the only receiver they can even point to as a guy. I do like T. Higgins, get out of here. I do like people's Jones because it's a cool ass name. It's a cool ass name. He's caught some touchdowns, but like, let's say we played the Titans. I'd be more worried because they have Corey Davis and AJ Brown and AJ Brown's insane. I mean, really? No, Jarvis Landry isn't anywhere near as good as AJ Brown and they don't even have a Corey Davis. I think it comes down to, does Austin Hooper feel like catching balls today? (laughs) This sounds like a disgruntled, this is a disgruntled Austin Hooper owner, right? Oh, for sure. Is he into it? What's his vibe right now? Did he have a good breakfast? He was good in the Pittsburgh game. He was pretty good. He tried to trick off a couple possessions for them, but still. I was uh, watching the me, t- Yeah, good. No, I've, you haven't said anything yet. I just wanted to say I was watching the Tiger documentary. This t- They talked about Tiger versus Phil. Phil was awesome. He had a lot of natural talent. Tiger just did the work. And at that 2006 Masters, he beat Phil Mickelson by just showing him that he could outdrive him, even though you have all this natural talent, you're fat as fuck, and I was in the weight room. That's Mahomes and Mayfield. Okay. <laughs> I come back to Andy Reid has exercised all those demons. Like I talked about playoff narratives before. Before last year, when uh the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, coming into this game would be like Cool, Andy Reid in the playoff game. Can we trust him? Do you want that? Like he's known to blow these things. I don't think that's what it is now. It's you, we you, we know what Andy Reid coming off a bye looks like. I mean, he's like eighteen and one or something. He's got like an Undertaker at WrestleMania type streak going. And those guys are. I, I don't expect the Chiefs to come out flat. I, I do think it, it's a weird thing because we've watched them all season kind of do the on-off switch. We've talked about it all season. They just kind of coasted enough ahead to win the race, but they really never hit the, the NOS or hit the afterburners. And now it's time to fucking let it loose. And it's either you're going to be clicking the button and you're going to get the turbo boost and win by 40, or you're going to click and it's not going to be there and you're going to panic a little bit. But I think it's going to be there. I, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. Um, 
you know, this is still the best team in the world. They have the best coaches and the best players. I, you know, unless we're going to see some pouncy shit where they're snapping balls over heads and getting just fluke touchdowns for the Browns. It's hard to imagine the Browns just outlasting the Chiefs for 60 minutes. I, you know, they're, they're going to have their drives. There's going to be a, a, a momentum swing or two. You know, they're going to hit back, but it's the fucking Chiefs. They have the best players on offense. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, I got I I like the Chiefs in this game. I mean, the only way we lose, the only way we lose is if we play like we did against the Falcons. But we had nothing. We were like, it was the week before we didn't have to play a real football game. It was like we were all, we were basically there. That's a good example, though. If you're Cleveland, that's a game I'm looking at closely, and I'm just wondering, like, what the hell happened here? We just didn't give a fuck. Kelsey was dropping balls. Mahomes was way off. I've never seen him like that. It would have to be that something like permanently is wrong with him. And it started in that game, man, the chiefs are going to win by 30. Why are we even talking about this? (laughs) It just hit me. This is the fucking chiefs. You you are absolutely right, Dan. What the hell? They Terry kill and Travis Kelsey are not the best players on that offense. Like, it's uh, insane. What's the next game? And Clyde's no, come no. back. I, we, we, I will say this. If, if we lose to the Browns, it's the, that is the only team that it was possible that the next week I would root for. I would Man. root for the Browns to, wait, to go to the Super Bowl if they beat us. Every year doesn't end like a Disney movie. Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. Bucks at Saints, 340. Uh, <laughs> Tamel, what what were you calling this game? Oh, this is the Mega Bowl, man. This is for all you guys. Hey, all of you white guys who found this show because football is in the title, and I'm, you've been having a rough week. You've been having a rough year, <laughs> and this game is just for you. The Mega Bowl streaming live on Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, what do you say? It, it, if we're, you know, it's like the Nickelodeon. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Instead of somebody getting slimed, uh, it's just a guy shooting an AR-15. <laughs> like, not even directly up in the air. Like, just like sort of above, just high up. And straight kicking across. through the, the uprights yeah. of Hillary Clinton's face. Yeah. Just like trying to hit her. In, oh, my God. Just these guys would love it. But, you know, hate it or love it. Yeah, this is a, a game historic- just for y'all. It's a historic quarterback matchup, however we want to play it. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they're first and second in the league, in league history, in passing, touchdowns, complete all, completions, everything. Like, these guys have every record. You don't see matchups like this happen all the time. You know, these guys are, have both been Super Bowl MVPs. They have every record. And they've played, this is their ninth time playing. I think Drew Brees is, like, well ahead on him. I think he's, like, six and three or something head-to-head, but still, even with all those storylines, my my least favorite game of the week. I'm going to watch it and love it, and Antonio Brown has completely come on. I think he's what they thought he could be. He scored in like the last four or five games in a row. Gronk wasn't a factor last week. I think he will be this week. Um, And the Saints looked off. They looked vulnerable. I don't know. That that Bears game was there for the taking. If Wims catches that trick play, that was just – Really a boring game. and, and the That Saints wasn't even just... a trick play. It was just a deep ball. Yeah. Just a missed deep ball. That's what Trubisky, when Trubisky throws the deep ball, it's a trick play. 
No one sees it. <laughs> no, they did a little reverse action type deal. What it was? Okay. It, it got back to Trubisky and just hit him in stride. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, this game is, you would think on paper, it feels like the historic matchup, but I, I, I'm way more psyched for the young guys. Bro, it's Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. It's literally two old dudes <laughs> going to war. And we would have loved to have seen it 10 years ago. It's fair. It's fair. And they're wearing weird new stuff. Yeah, it's like, whatever, man. That's fine. I mean, the biggest thing, I guess, Michael Thomas first week back. And they look, I wonder if they'll be better because it's his second week back. But I don't think anybody's practicing. I'm not sure of what to expect. I, I feel like I'm going with the Bucks. Yeah. It's a very scary situation for the Saints, who I would love to win. I I like the Saints just on my own as a team. I think they're I think they're fun to watch. They've always been entertaining, even though now it's sort of more of a short passing and running type deal. They've still like some of the runs that Alvin Kamara does, and the, you know just the shit that he gets through the the trash that he figures out how to weave his way through. He's just so great at it. So he's like the most fun for me visually and they're a fun team to watch and their defense is so fun i mean they really kicked our asses during that game even though we were still scoring like i felt like you know people were going to go out for the season the entire every time they they hit one of these dudes so they're tough they're good i think their offense even when it's great i'm still a little bit worried about them against the bucks they it's this is scary to me i don't want brady to win i don't want the insurrectionists to win yeah, they played twice this year, and the Saints kicked their ass both games. It's true. Do they have the sauce, or is it, it like that's what I was thinking about the Ravens? I was just like, okay, why wouldn't I root for the Ravens? We have this this edge against them. We just always kick the shit out of them. I mean, maybe it's close, whatever. But we always beat them. We just have something that we seem to know about them. But is that real? Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. Well, then, I mean, you got to go for the Saints. I mean, I'll pick the Saints. How about that? But I don't like it. I really don't think the Saints are going to win. It's the first time I think that I've picked a team that I didn't think was going to win the game. Yeah, yeah I'm going tough. Bucks with, uh, with Jamal on this one, too. I just, it's, it all boils down to what we saw last week, you know, which, you know, if you're looking at that team Bucks game, it's not like the Bucks defense impressed me in that one. Tyler Heineke was able to move the ball at will, seemingly. You know, he he didn't make every play, but there were plays there to be made, and they covered the spread, and they were within ten, and it was you know they had a chance to keep it a game the whole time, and the I Saints mean, just looked like they were sleepwalking. I got the Saints just beating themselves to like having Taysom Hill is a gift and a curse. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're just going to try to use him at all the wrong times. That's what my money is on. Leading to Bucks scores. Okay, which would give us, yeah, never mind. I was gonna say some some championship game previews based on our picks, but we'll save that for next week. That's a hideous um, idea. Tom Brady yeah. getting back to the Super Bowl with the Bucks—that's disgusting. Yeah, we don't want that. We at this point we're we're looking for Packers or Rams to uh, get Ugh, to the Super Bowl. So, don't win, which Rams. is also. Yeah. Because then if he, if he does that, then I would have to say 
that he's better than Joe Montana. And I know he is. I know according to the numbers, but as it stands now, I still have enough to where I could argue that Joe Montana is better. Right. That's why Patrick Mahomes is our next great hope. He has to eclipse all of Tom Brady's legacy, and then we can finally move on as a nation. Well, speaking of Tom Brady, uh, it's mail time, and I have a letter that says it's from Tom Brady. You've got mail. It's the playoff mailbag. Anything can happen. And Tom Brady writes in, uh, he writes, Dear MAGA Super Soldiers, I know this is going to sound insane, but listen up. There's still time to get out. Trust me, I've done it. After 20 years of evil in New England, I left them high and dry. Just as the castle was crumbling, I got the fuck out of there and started a new cult down here in Tampa. So here's my challenge to you. It's time for a rebrand. You can rebuild your hatred and religious extremism in a brand new idol. And may I offer up a suggestion? David Hasselhoff. He's already dropping a lot of hints that he wants this. He checks all the boxes. So go worship that man. We need a new God. In closing, go Bucks and God bless America. Signed, Tom Brady. I thought he was going to suggest himself. Yeah, well, <laughs> what a what a rational choice. It's too obvious. I thought he was going to suggest Gronk, but Gronk is too charismatic. I don't know. Gronk doesn't make sense. I think was- old, Hasselhoff, old enough, has ties to Germany. They like that. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I think what's funny is you're like, I thought he was going to do something else. It's like, you're the one who wrote the fucking. <laughs> I didn't write that fucking letter. No, I think you're what right. are you talking about? Thomas Cut Q. Brady that. wrote that letter. Cut that. Thomas Q. Brady? Did you say Thomas Q? <laughs> yeah. Jamel, you got a letter? <laughs> yeah. I think I do. Oh, yeah. This one comes to us from um, Skirt Angle at uh, Rep One Sports. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Skirt Angle. I am the agent of none other than multiple playoffs appearer, Mitchell Trubisky. Let me start by saying our clients succeed in unique ways as role models, community leaders, family men, first round picks, valued endorsers, difference makers, icons. Rep One clients value the integrity of their representatives. That'd be me. They appreciate consistent honesty. The attention and accessibility that Rep One offers as a mid-sized agency makes a difference to them. They feel like an important part of our family. From the moment a client places his trust in us, it is our expectation that a lifelong partnership has begun. That being said, you know exactly why Mitch Trubisky won the MVP of the Nickelodeon football game. Because of me, you fucking ingrates. (laughs) I'm the one pulling them fucking strings. Honestly, they should have slimed him a couple more times. I got a few more emails to send. That's why I hit you idiots up in the first place. I know you used to work for Nickelodeon. I'm kicking somebody's ass up there. And that goes for the rest of you. If you need some work done, you call me. Skirt fucking angle. Hey, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, you need some fucking work done? I'll have your bitch ass on Property Brothers tomorrow. I'm the guy. Uh, anyway, uh, th- th- thanks for reading this. He is good, Signed, man. Skirt, skirt angle. Skirt angle. The guy over there at Rep One Sports making stuff happen. <laughs> How does he know we used to work at Nickelodeon? Dude, he knows everything, I guess. He's the dude. 
we got to hire this guy. Cause honestly, like, you know, the podcast, we're just not getting enough engagements. Uh, not definitely not talking to Andrew Kungle. You are doing your part. Thank you. But everyone else not getting enough engagements. We need a high end PR agent like skirt. I know the guy to go. I think we, I think we got us one. All right. Let me pull one out here. I'm going to try the bottom of the bag this time. Uh, all right, this is from oh, this is from Taylor Heineke. Oh my, oh okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hey guys, love the show, man. What a crazy last couple of days, going from the bench to starter in a playoff game, and now being beloved by the country for my gritty resolve and going toe to toe with Tom Brady and almost scoring the biggest upset in Washington football team history. I especially want to thank Jamel for all his support. He believed in me when no one else would. And I know, I know as my career goes on, Jamel will continue to support me and everything oh. I stand for. Like our brave fight against the liberal elite, the Jew run media, BLM minus the L, am I right? And of course, Jeff Bezos and his fake virus that's just deployed to put gay chips in our brains. Together, Jamel and I can stop the steal and restore the glorious Donald J. Trump as president of a United Nation of Patriots signed Washington football team legend Taylor Heineke. I'm so glad he lost that game, bro. Oh, man. I I knew, I knew, I knew I shouldn't have let me him tag me in them Facebook photos. <laughs> I what knew is it I with should... your team, dude? You guys got Kirk Cousins and this dude? Bro, this this is Washington football. It is a it is a poor result. It is a poor product on the field, backed by shady dealings. They were they were too busy looking up chicks' skirts in the stairwell <laughs> to check yeah. on a dude's racist leanings. I guess when he's when yeah. he's getting drafted, there's not enough time in the day. I'm like how- I'm zooming in on woman's vagina lips. <laughs> Uh, Jamel, final thoughts this week. Uh, here's my final thoughts. I feel like I've come on this show a few times and I've been like, you know, what are you doing drafting all of these guys in the first round? Quarterbacks, I mean to say specifically. And uh, apparently drafting a bunch of quarterbacks in the first round can be good. Who knew? The 2018 draft class is showing out. And I understand how an executive could be tricked in to drafting a guy unnecessarily based on what we're seeing from these dudes. Very excited for the league to come. Okay. My final thought this week is uh, we learned a lesson this past week, and it was knock the effing team out of the playoffs when you have the chance. So we saw Bill's Dolphins in week 17. Bill's could have just relaxed, not played guys enjoyed the, their season and waited to play the Dolphins the next week. But they came out, they took care of business, and they murdered the Dolphins and ended their season. Steelers had the very same chance against the Browns. What they do? The Steelers sat their players. They lost, allowing the Browns into the playoffs, and then got their comeuppance the next week. The lesson is always knock the team out when you have a chance. Danny, final thoughts. Very true. Don't fucking punt on fourth and one. Uh, my final thought, I can't believe we haven't talked about this. Of course, there was no reason to, I guess, but Bill Belichick turning down the Medal of Freedom. <laughs> yeah. I Whoa. couldn't believe it. 
I mean, I, I, it's obviously a tainted award, but what does he fucking care? He's the cheatingest motherfucker in the whole fucking league. One white lady gets shot, and everybody has a clear moral compass now. It's amazing. It's amazing what one white lady getting bucked down can do for your mental clarity. Jamel, I before we say I'm sorry for football, I just want to again apologize for the white race. I don't know how, why <laughs> it's like this. I mean, I really do not agree with it. I really don't. <laughs> Tell uh, Umar Johnson. How you, how mad are you just on a daily basis? I mean, I mean honestly, I just I smoke a lot of weed and um, law and order keeps me calm. I, which I don't understand why either. It's also like it's white guys solving crimes, but it's just never a black guy, which is like it helps me. It soothes me. It's white people getting put in jail. God damn it! On yeah, SVU, it's a high is, percentage. That is what it is. I'm watching white people get put in jail every day, like three to four hours a day. I think I'm going to join you. I think I'm going to start watching Law and Order. I am. I'm starting for the first time as a white person to really have daily rage at the circumstances of America, and I think I will. Uh, I will be joining you in in enjoying SVU episodes. Uh, come on down. I apologize for Dan's proverbs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry too. Sorry. 